0: Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options, even if you're not a professional. Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, episode number six. We're moving along. Wow, that's incredible! <laughs> and with me here is Joanne Westbrook. How you doing, Joanne? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Great. I'm doing great. We have a really interesting topic today, yeah. um, which is uh, how and why you want to recognize different types of dementia. And I think this is a really good one because there's a lot of confusion about, you know, the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia. They're not yeah. the same thing. It's actually right. Dementia is an umbrella term. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. covers lots of uh, 80 to 90 symptoms which cause
1: different wow. dementias. Isn't that interesting? That is
0: really interesting. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit of a confusion. So kind of what we want to do today for the folks is just kind of give an overview, a brief overview of different dementias because later on we're going to do very in-depth study of each one of them mm-hmm. and we want to do that because there's so many complications that come into different dementias not even to mention that we're all different people with different chemistry so even though something may work for me may not work for you true so the more you learn the better you're going to be as far as handling different things so Just as a refresher from the last time we spoke, Mm -hmm. I just want to remind people that part of the journey, okay, of going down this road, first of all, is making sure you get that good diagnosis. We just talked about that. Also, understanding the kind of dementia, which is what we're going to try to do today. And then becoming an advocate, because once you know there's that advocate, you've got it set. And then for the caregiver, I want them to get a baseline screening Mm -hmm. so that they know their own health and can measure it every year to see if they're beginning to decline. If not, they're doing great. But then if they are, they need to start making some changes. So that's really something that we wanted to talk about because that's just kind of an overview from where we were before. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is, what could it be? So we wanted to talk just for a second about the fact. What if it's not dementia? What could it be? And so we're just going to say very easily, it could be another medical condition mm-hmm. that they have that makes it look like it could be dementia. Um, medication side effect, by the way, is a huge issue, mm-hmm. especially if you have a lot of interactive medications that are maybe 10 medications. Oh boy, Heaven yes. only knows what you be your behavior may be, um, not to mention falls and everything else that goes with that. Um, hearing loss and vision loss, we talked about that, and that's a big part of what can make somebody look like they are having dementia. It's just they're not understanding what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's an issue. Depression, acute illness, something like that, and then severe pain. It's unrecognized that they don't really know what it is. So those are just some the basic things that could be happening. So you want to make sure that that's not what you have, okay? Mm-hmm. So, if it is dementia, the one thing you want to know is that it changes everything. Once mm-hmm. you have a dementia, you can't go back because once the disease begins to deteriorate in the brain, there's no real stopping that so far, at least mm-hmm. so far. We're hoping for that. Yes. That's Unfortunately, we don't feel like
0: there's one magic pill. No. and Yeah.
1: Yeah, what, you've it, heard
0: that yeah i've heard that and, and and science is still struggling to figure out yeah how they can you know what are they going to do overcome it yeah um,
1: it's really scary and you know the thing about it is we always want people to understand that those bad behaviors those dangerous behaviors uh they can't control that it's yeah. they're doing the best they can yeah. and we know that sometimes it feels like they're being mean and Difficult, but that's not really the case at all. It's the disease. Yeah. It's a symptom of the
0: disease and not the person. Yeah.
1: And I would like to just say this to all the cultures out there, because there are a few different ones who feel that this is actually a mental illness. And therefore, they have this um, fear of letting anyone know about it, which really causes them to be isolated and not getting information they need to know. But this is a disease of the brain as if it were a disease of your liver, your heart. It doesn't matter. It's just affecting the brain. You have no control over that. Mm-hmm. So what we I, we just I want to say that because I feel like people really uh, need to know that. And sometimes it's just going to be super hard. Yeah. And we have to be prepared and ready for that. So so let's just talk for a little bit about each one of them. Just mm-hmm. on a brief overview. Okay. Um, and as you said, Valerie, because that was perfect, what you said about the umbrella. We know why, why Alzheimer's is number one. The, that's had the most money, the most diagnosis because of the Alzheimer's Association. Mm-hmm. God bless them. They did a great job on that. They did. <laughs> they got the word. Because they got out there and they let people know all about it. And so that's why when people say, oh, yeah, I know about Alzheimer's because that's the one they do know about. Yeah. And what we need to do is get all the rest of them like that out there so people mm-hmm. understand what's going on. So let's start off by saying first, the first thing you're going to recognize with Alzheimer's is the memory loss. I may not remember your name, but I know who you are. So sometimes that's the first thing, and guess what? Most people recognize the signs when they're strangers or somebody that's coming to visit, hadn't seen you in a while, the regular family
0: is just saying, Oh, that's, you know, she's just getting old. You yeah. Know, she's yeah. forgetful. No, you know, it yeah. would be hard to if you live with somebody and you see them every single day. It's it yeah. be much harder to recognize the little changes it that is. are happening. Yeah.
1: And because you said that, I want to make a, a point to this because with Alzheimer's, it is a slow progress. Oh. So it doesn't happen suddenly. This is something that becomes, I mean, you probably will not even notice it the first two to three years, they're already in this. Oh. And so because of that, this is a tough one, because the, the changes are subtle. And then as it really begins to deteriorate is when you begin to realize there's other parts of the brain that are being affected. And we need people to understand that there are at least two parts of your brain that are dying and certainly more. And because it's chemical going on, there's chemistry in there that's turning on, turning off, turning on all day long. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're doing really good. And then by the afternoon, they don't recognize their utensils or what the the, uh, hairbrush is for, or is it the toothbrush or is it a razor? And they're like, What's going on? You know, and so that's when you begin to see that Alzheimer's is a tricky one because it's slow. It's also going to last about eight to 12 years. Wow. And the first two to four years, you may not even know they have it. So what they say is most people today have not been diagnosed until they're in mid to late stage. Oh, my. Yeah. So guess what kind of complications that could bring?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And you didn't really have. Not much time to prepare no, for things, you exactly. let's say like finances or no. all stuff. If you don't find out until mid-stage, you're, ooh,
1: Yeah, you to... just remember that. Think about um, who's doing the books.
0: Yeah. Oh, who's yep. paying the
1: bills? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, guess what? You know what? They turned off our phone because we didn't pay the bills. Whoops. I paid that bill. See, this is where we get into that confrontation mm-hmm. and we have to step back and go, Okay. I I understand. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. We, well, you know what? We just laid it down. We forgot. We'll, we'll take care of it. Don't you worry about it. But being patient, woo, is going to be that part that hurts so bad because you really, you're just, you're doing the best that you can. Um, the other thing that frightens me the most and you and I did a, um, a webinar on this and it was about driving. Yes. And when they're driving in the mid stages Remember what we also said about vision? Mm -hmm. So they get lost, by the way, and turn around because their spatial uh, direction is not good. Mm. And so we're going to start seeing a lot of people get lost. They um, wind up in another state. And, you know, when a car runs out of gas, suddenly they don't know where they are. And they just went out to go to the grocery store. So when I say how important is it that you know what you're dealing with, that's part of that. It gets a little bit scary. The other part of that is there's really different um, age groups in this. And I just want to tell you, the youngest one, I believe, was 18 years old. Oh, my. So when we talk about Alzheimer's, there's, it's more complicated than you may think because it can be genetic. It is also linked to Down syndrome. Mm
0: -hmm, So it's
1: the same gene. So when these children are born and they have that gene and they grow up, and by the way, today they're, they're older than they've ever been, they then develop Alzheimer's, a great deal of them. So just when you think you've gotten them through all of that other difficulty, now they're beginning to lose everything again. So that's something we want you to know and to learn about, because that's something that we can spend some time on just, you know, discussing. Down syndrome is very difficult. Um, The other issue happens to be young onset for genetic reasons. Mm -hmm. Also, if you carry that same gene and it's been in your family, chances are you're going to get it young. And guess what happens then when you're in the family and you're 25 and you suddenly find out you have Alzheimer's? You're married. You have several children. Oh wow! And you're going to work, and all of a sudden you're not able to do the work you were doing, and all of a sudden they get fired, and that was the the bread earner there. And mm-hmm. so now they've got a child, little children. I mean, this is what we're looking at for the future.
0: That's difficult. So yeah.
1: So fortunately, that's more rare. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank heavens, yeah. <laughs> because that one scares me a little bit. I have to say. Um, But the worst part of it is it's highly misdiagnosed in the young onset. And so they're getting really bad behaviors are getting in trouble and doing things. And so when they're misdiagnosed, then what are you going to do with that? A family issue again, mm-hmm. so we have to worry about, and of course relationships are strained. Yes, there's several of the dementias where that's an issue, but this one also happens uh, again,
0: only more in the young onset. Yeah. And I think because people don't expect something. Like dementia in a younger yeah. person, you're probably more likely to think, well, it's just them and they have changed to are as a person versus understanding that it's an actual disease yeah. that's causing the behavior.
1: Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, it's very and it's it's heartbreaking for the relationship. And also remember, because as I said, with the finances, that's another huge piece that the other part of that is where do we help place those people? We cannot put them in a dementia unit with people in their 80s and 90s, especially young men, because they're very physically strong and can become very difficult. Um, And so our society hasn't really worked that out yet. And so this is an area where we're going to have to start uh, trying to find support, financial support um through social security or some something that would allow the family to be able to keep that person at home and, and care for them. So it's it's a big deal. Um, lots of things going on with that. So that was that's one that I just really wanted you to be familiar with. Um, and we talked about um, certain things that happen that you notice, and of course memory is number one, right? Uh, but the other thing is they lose, you know, they misplace things. this mm-hmm. is this is and then they get paranoid about it, and they think you're stealing from them. And we see that a, <laughs> we see that a lot. Um, and so you have to learn how to speak to that person and and how to interact when those kind of mm-hmm. things pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so guess what's the first things they lose uh, in their language? comprehension well they they can't pronounce their nouns are gone
0: oh wow okay isn't that that interesting
1: so they can't name something but they can talk around, they can explain it. Yes. So the thing that's really fascinating to me, and I learned this with Tepa Snow uh, many years ago when she was discussing these two sentences. Yes. Oh, yes. you know what they are. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the folks out there.
0: So if, 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 and she gives the great example in one of the videos where you have with her, where she, so she role plays a lot. So yes. She's role playing the uh, a person living with dementia and she says, you know, she goes up to somebody, she's like, have you seen my part? <laughs> Your where, what? Where, where's my part? Well, oh no! What is a part? What is a part? <laughs> so what you don't want to do say is say something like "there is no such thing as a part." Yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that. That's not not going to work. That's not going to have any benefit. No. Instead, there's two sentences Tippa says, and um, one of them is "show me what you do with it." Yeah. So in that case, if the person was really saying shirt right or purse right if she says shirt would have, you know if you t- if you say tell me what you do with it and she says well this one's dirty yeah that will give you a clue that they're really talking about a shirt and i'm sorry for those <laughs> <laughs> that was you're whatever joined, to that.
1: <laughs> well you know the thing that's really interesting and and because we are on a nursing home campus yeah uh we teach our staff because a lot of times they'll try to correct the word. Yep. And this person is 90 years old and knows what the word is, but can't give you the word, but they can explain around it. So if you stand there and I tell you I want my pert and I finally explain it to you and you say, oh, oh, no, no, that's a shirt. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not going to work with you anymore because you embarrassed me, That's it, right? Yeah. So... Teaching them, show me what you do with it and tell me more about it, really allows them to be successful because then they can talk around it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they can say, uh, well, I put it on my arm, I put my money in it and I go shopping. Oh, Oh. you're looking for your per Let's go look and see if we can find it. I love that word. That was a tipa word. They told her that. It was very funny. But you can see how the point of trying to make people successful. Yeah. um, Because if you confront them. It only makes them more angry. Yeah, um, and they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, it's yeah. like if
0: if you even if you don't mean to, but if you tell them, well, it's that word, they might feel embarrassed or mentally be humiliated. And you know what? Right. Nobody's going to work. No, to work with you that no. way. It's like Tifa once said in one of her videos. She said, "You know what? No one likes to feel stupid." Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I. I don't know anybody who does. So if if you make them feel stupid. For something that's. Oh, they're not gonna work. They're not gonna work with you anymore. And that's gonna strain the relationship. It will. So if instead you put on your little detective's hat and you just get creative and ask those two questions into it, would you mind repeating them? Yes. Show me what you do with it tell me more about it show me what you do with it and tell me more about it yeah. if you ask those questions you're likely going to get cues that will yeah. help you figure it out exactly
1: yeah. because that that way you allow them to be you know work around it and explain it by how they they can do that really well but i will tell you that what happens is our brain does not like to be stupid so our yeah. brain makes up words yeah. Did you know that? It, done well, it's true. a great computer. <laughs> yes. And you do that because you speak German and all of a sudden yes. you make up a new word. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: sometimes mixed languages rarely happens, but it does. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> 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 um, but anything, uh, I
1: think probably with the Alzheimer's, you see a big change within six months to a year after they're getting closer to mid-range. And then mm-hmm. you start really seeing decline. Um, and you, they can actually walk out to their mailbox and get turned around and not know how to get back to the house. So those are those spatial things that are very scary. Mm. So we really want to make sure we notice that. And um, again, with this between eight and 12 years is basically what you're looking at. So you, your plan, what you're going to need financially, start thinking about if you're not going to be able to care for that person at home, You've got a little bit of time to start preparing for that. And you certainly need friends and you need partners, don't yeah. you? You know, we always talk about don't be the Lone Ranger. because no, it it, It's tough. It is, it you, is, need a,
0: you need a support team. You do.
1: You do. And sport groups are great, yes. by the way. Really, really. So that kind of is a, just a basic overview of Alzheimer's, which is interesting because that's a that's the one everybody knows. Yes. Now, my question is, how many people know about vascular? Vascular dementia is actually not a disease, a brain of the disease, you know, a disease of the brain. I'm going backwards. That's now. interesting. <laughs> it actually has to do with uh, blood flow and oxygen to the brain. So oh, like wow. if you have a stroke, mm-hmm. it cuts off that oxygen. And, you know, when you're when you don't have that going to your brain, you've depleted the brain and it thrives on that. So you're going to start seeing some major problems with that. But it is also a stepwise progression. Mm -hmm. In other words, if somebody were to have, let's say, a stroke and they're going along just fine, all of a sudden, bam, they have a stroke and they just have all kinds of problems, then they level off again and they can go for five years and never have another one, and then bam, they have another one. So it is as what we call a stepwise progression. It's like a ladder. It starts off, drops, and evens out, but they will never go back to where they were before. That's the mm-hmm. sad part. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really and truly the hardest. Um, the other thing is that it can follow like heart disease because mm-hmm. when somebody's got a problem with their heart and then they have a heart attack, yeah. that's a very common problem that can come from that. Or a stroke the same kind of thing, but it, or believe it or not. And this is why, you know what you and I talked about this earlier about what's good for your heart is good for your brain. So if you're not taking good care of your body and you're getting things like diabetes and hypertension, all of those kind of things are going to feed to that brain. And it's almost like they call, uh, you know, this dementia is like diabetes of the brain. Because you're not feeding it well, you're not getting the oxygen. What kind of things do you have to do to get that f- flow going? What's one of the things we talk about? Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean exercise
0: just, in general. Yes. But
1: uh dancing is yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting the uh, riding a bicycle, yep. running, uh, a fast paced walk. swimming is excellent because there's no pressure on the body. Mm-hmm. And so that's a it's a really huge one. So when you think about vascular be thinking that it's probably your diet it's probably the fact that you are sitting on the couch watching tv rather than <laughs> at least three times a week you should yeah. have aerobic whatever that aerobic is for you is fine you can get on a treadmill yeah. and run yeah. um, there's lots of things to do but just keep keep in mind that that you want to keep that brain mm-hmm. pumped with oxygen and blood flow mm-hmm. And so the more you do that, the better off you're going to be.
0: And if you can find a form of exercise that you really enjoy, you're so much more likely to stick with it. That's something I find personally. You know, if I went to go to the gym, that's nice. But if I'm really bored with it versus, to me personally, everybody's different. For me, it's dancing. It's like, you know what? It's fun. Yes. I want to do it. So if you can find an exercise it, you really enjoy. It. I think that's key to making it a regular yeah. routine. You know what's funny? And this is this always works for me because when I say the word
1: exercise, people go, "Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> I don't want to uh, do that." Yeah. So if you can change your thought process, yeah. like saying, "Oh, let's go ride a bike. Let's go." Um, I want to go down and I want to swim in, at the YMCA or something. Whatever it is that's more fun, just get rid of the word exercise. So that's true because Express exercise that. makes you go. Mm. Uh, that's work You know what it sounds like? Painful. It's yeah. painful and work. Yeah. <laughs> and it's work. And so you know, I'd rather watch my movie today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pass on that. The other thing that is a real concern uh, is finance, and I will tell you that because. Not only can you not bounce back and become the same person that you were before, which is always a very difficult thing to get over, but we're talking three to 30 years. That's a long time. So financially be thinking my gosh, do I have, you know, and I don't know if I could, if my husband was 30 and he had a stroke. 30 more years of, you know, I don't know if I can financially afford that. Mm -hmm. So you have to start thinking ahead of time of what you want to do, how you're going to do it. In a just-in-case scenario, because unfortunately, we just never know what might happen. No, not a clue. And so that can happen to anybody. So we always just tell you, be safe. Take good care of your body. That's what we really talk about the most. But vascular, again, is just not a disease of the brain. It is blood flow. So people get that confused. Blood flow to the brain. Exactly. Or lack of. of. (laughs) Good point. There's no blood going there, I don't think. So another one I want to talk to you about that's really, um, I think, probably uh, misdiagnosed the most but really came to light with Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, They did not understand what was happening to him. I'm not sure how he managed to get through his life the way he did. Um, But let's talk about Lewy body a little bit, because this is, this one's a little tricky. It's misdiagnosed quite often as Parkinson's disease because it has some similar uh, problems and effects that you would see with Parkinson's, but it's not Parkinson's. And the doctors, unfortunately, aren't very good at recognizing the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And um, also just really testing for this is a a challenge. Um, So one thing that you do see, which is, again, very symptomatic of Parkinson's, is movement problems. They have a lot of of difficulty, uh, a lot of stiffness. Um, but particularly, uh, one of the weird things that happens with Louis body is when somebody is walking, and they can all just suddenly they're they're like frozen, mm-hmm. and they can't move. They can't walk. They're just stuck there. And that's one of the things that um, we've been talking about and teaching with skills is to get a little bit of a sway that just hold on to them and get them to move a little mm-hmm. bit back and forth. And when they release their dominant foot, you can kind of get them started again. That's interesting. But it's a skill that you learn. And if you don't know that, they can be just yeah. standing there for heaven knows how long until and then it just goes away and they can walk. Wow. It is so It is what we call episodic. Mm -hmm. They can be perfectly fine and take off and go walk down the street. And then all of a sudden, boom, it hits them and they can't move. And so that's what we call episodic. And it's very, very weird. But that's one of the things. Um, The other thing that really is concern is um, their visual hallucinations, which also happens with Parkinson's. However, the difference is with Louie Body, they are always about animals, children, and people, but they're always bad.
0: Oh no! They're
1: always like, "Oh, did you see him? He's breaking into our house. He's coming in. I can see him." And when I say I can see him, it's like I'm sitting here looking at you, and it's as real as it can possibly get. That's terrible. Now the hardest one that I ever had uh, was one of the family in in, in our town here. She came to our support group, and her husband has Louis body living at home. He sees demons 24-7 around him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I don't even, I can't imagine what that would be like. And, you know, you close your eyes, you still see them. He he told his wife he wanted to die, but he said, I'm afraid they'll follow me. I mean, that's like, I mean, you know, and then you think back about what Robin Williams did, and you think, You have no idea what that man was going through, what he was thinking, what he was feeling. And this is the kind of thing that you're getting with this disease. And the other part of it is there's fine motor skills, not only in the hands, but then we have a swallowing issue. And that becomes a big deal about eating and so forth. So this becomes part of that disease of the Lewy body. So the other thing that you need to know is that... um, It's been said that with this, the person has had a history of nightmares. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. That they have had a lifetime of, and somehow or other, that is almost like a precursor to what's going to happen to them. Wow. Isn't that something?
0: That is interesting.
1: I mean, now, when I first found out about that, I was really surprised. But they said they have di- you know they have dissected this and, and studied it. And they said, that's absolutely true, the history of this person. So I thought, wow, that's not good. The other thing that I want to tell you is that drugs are very dangerous for Lewy body. Uh, they don't do well with antipsychotics at all. They have a very adverse reaction to them. And the other thing is one out of four people that have Lewy body can die if you give them the drugs that are for Parkinson's. Oh, gosh. So understanding that your doctor knows the
0: difference between a Lewy body and a Parkinson's is truly critical. And that's why you want a specialist. Yes. You really want. Not your family doctor. Even he might be great for general stuff. But when it comes to things like dementia and specifically possibly Lewy body. Really Really needs to be, yes,
1: really understand the difference between those because, boy, I'm telling you, they're very similar. One of them, uh, for instance, Parkinson's has what we call a resting tremor where their hand shakes. Someone with Lewy body does not have a tremor until they go to reach for something and then they knock it over like that because they can't control their hands. Wow. So it's little simple things like that. And if we had a vision here, I could show you what that is, but um, just be aware um, to look for the symptoms, know the doctor and make sure he's a neurologist that's familiar, very familiar with the difference between Parkinson's and Lewy body, because that can, that can really, <laughs> that can make a huge difference. Oh. Um, so I think that probably that's as little as today we're going to talk about, but we'll get mm-hmm. into a little bit more on that one later. Yes. Um, so I did want to touch base. This is a tough one. Frontal temporal. Wow. Oh, yes. Yes. What does frontal temporal mean to you, Belle? I mean, what parts of the body are we talking about? Okay. So I'm not <laughs> least,
0: uh, The front. Yes. The front what front is this? The br- this is- oh, the frontal lobe.
1: Yes. Yep. And that's your boss.
0: Yeah, so that's that's the part that's right behind your
1: forehead. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. And that's the piece that's going to tell you your prefrontal frontal, which I love, by the way. Um, most people don't understand this, but this is the part of the brain that your boss tells you, ooh, you better not do that. You're going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Uh, don't say that. That's not nice. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it also is tied into empathy. Mm-hmm. your ability to see it from someone else's point of view that's all tied into this part that's now interesting t- isn't that something yeah. so this piece to your head is so critical yeah. impulse control and oh, exactly yeah. all of that is in there now the temporal is the side where your language is so you're going to lose comprehension vocabulary speech production wow. whoo so guess what happens right away? You're starting to have difficult, I can't talk to, I can't explain, I, I, um, I, it doesn't come out. And then when you talk to me, your words mean nothing. You could be speaking German to me yeah. and I would not understand. So when you talk about, you know, getting information out and getting information in, this is so critical to that. And so when you get hit with frontal temporal, you're talking about your ability to control your behavior, your ability to comprehend what's going on. And so what a horrible problem this is. And then we look at this and we think about, you know, impulse control. My gosh, imagine that if you Mm -hmm. don't know how to interact with somebody and they haven't we seen this with police? Yes. Oh, my God. The police are yelling at somebody because and they don't respond because they don't know what you're saying to them and then the police is all over them they think you're you're in jail
0: yeah
1: oh my god because they can't understand what it is they're trying to do and so uh the police need to be educated on this yes um and it also this is interesting because this one doesn't really present with memory problems this is behavior problems that's not interesting
0: because again if 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 you, don't, if you don't see the memory issue, that's probably what you're associating with dementia. Yeah. You just see behavior issues. Then again, you might think, well, it's yeah. just, wow, the person's really changed. Yeah, versus, he's probably
1: been drinking and he's yeah. just out of control. So let's just throw him in the clinker over there. Oh, gee. Oh, that's fine. Versus realizing there's an <laughs> actual physical. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, be aware that in this particular kind, you're going to see a lot of behavior issues, okay. impulse control things, um, and then think about the football players. What are we doing to those guys? Oh, those concussions, concussion, the head, head yeah. severe head injuries, and um, that's and listen, these guys are in their twenties.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: married. They have children. They have a life, and then they're they're out of control. There was a movie done by. Um, will smith and it was called concussion Mm -hmm. that was one of the best movies i've ever seen he truly showed exactly what was causing these injuries within was that hitting that helmet over and over again um and we allow our little boys to get out and play soccer and football and you know today knowledge is power yes it is you know get them into um you know ballet class now (laughs) get them into something that does not include hitting your head repeatedly. You know, we are responsible. I mean, that's our computer. We're responsible to reduce our risk. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's be thinking about that. Uh, Oddly enough, this may also include OCD. You're going to start seeing repetitive, repetitive, repetitive things Mm -hmm. like washing your hands a hundred times or touching the doorknob several times before they can open it. That's also involved in the area that has been damaged. So wow, you know, that's
0: interesting, isn't that?
1: It, uh, it's very scary. Um, they're unable to word find. That's mm-hmm. what we talked about the most. Um, but the other really scary thing is because these are young men. I was about to ask that. Does it mostly? is it more younger people? It, yeah. Okay. This one is definitely one of the younger ones, under sixty-five. Okay. And one of the problems too is they're very sexually aggressive because oh. they have no frontal control over whatever comes to mind, um, and so when you're married and you're you have a relationship with somebody, you're going to run into these issues and it's going to be really bad.
0: So if there if the person suddenly has a significant change of like behavior, behavior. that could be yeah. a red flag. And here comes the hard part: how do you get them to the doctor? How do you
1: get them when they go, there's nothing wrong with me. You're the problem. You are the problem. So then we run into that whole issue, especially when they're young and strong Mm. and they start drinking very heavily because there's no control anymore. So if they decide they want to go to the bar, they may stay there all afternoon and drink and drink and drink. So those are this is what we're dealing with, frontal temporal. That wow. It's tough. Yeah. And so, you know, all of those things we we need to talk about a little bit more in depth because medications, you need to know how can you fix that? And really, medications are very difficult with frontal temporal. That's another problem. As if that wasn't enough. <laughs> And there really there are many others. There's Crutchfield Jacob. There's a lot of other things later we'll discuss. But no, also you could get mixed dementias, more than one. Oh gee. If you get Alzheimer's, you may have something else on top of it, which develops later. So understanding what kind of dementias that you have is critical. But number one, when it comes to having, and by the way, there can be up to five different dementia. Oh, wow. I know that's, that's like, take your breath away. (laughs) But one thing's if, if you're going to do medications, for instance, this is when you always, and this is really true for anything you do is give them one start slow, watch it because for most dementias, it's going to take it several weeks before you see whether it actually does anything. So if you go to the doctor and you go to another doctor and they give you different drugs, you're not going to know which one was affecting the other, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, so start
0: low and go with one and then add later. And make sure if you are seeing multiple doctors that every doctor is aware at all times of all medications the yeah. person is getting. Absolutely. If, if one, one doctor prescribes a new medication, make sure the other one knows about it. We actually have a great handout word that oh. helps. Uh, you can download that free at www. Pines Education forward slash oh I'm sorry, Pines Education.org forward slash personal health. That's Pineseducation.org forward slash personal health. And I will put that in the show notes. That's
1: a wonderful yeah. thing because um we want you to be prepared. Remember in the very beginning I said you you have to be the advocate. You're gonna mm-hmm. be the person. But how can you be the advocate if you don't really know what you're dealing with? Yeah. Oh, so, tough. yeah. So that's part of what you and I want to do is get the folks to understand a little bit more in depth about each one of these mm-hmm. so that if they actually get diagnosed and that's not what you seem to see happening, then you can, you go back and you say, no, you know what? I don't think that's what's happening here. And then you're going to have to be that person to push. And then if the doc says, no, I know what I'm talking about. You might want to find another doc. (laughs) Maybe get a second opinion. There's never anything wrong with getting another
0: opinion. No,
1: no, never. No. It's really important.
0: Thank you so much, Doreen. That was was a lot of really good information. (laughs) Really interesting. And I think it will help clarify the confusion of like, she has Alzheimer's. Well, is it really Alzheimer's or do you mean another, for, or is it possibly another form of dementia because yeah. Alzheimer's dementia are not the same thing. Exactly. Thank you so much. Rain. And I do have a little request from our listeners oh, yeah. you're listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, could you leave us a review? We'd really appreciate that. If you leave us reviews and, and, and if you really enjoy our show, what that actually does, It helps other people find us too. Yes. So it helps get the word out. And the same thing, if you listen to, let's say, on YouTube, we also have it on YouTube. If you could subscribe and hit that like button, we'd really appreciate it. What it does, it it just really helps us get the word out. And have the show available for more people. It will just make it easier to find for them. Exactly. So I really appreciate that.
1: So, as we go along, I'm so excited mm-hmm. because not only are we going to talk about the different dementias, but we're also going to talk about the pre- progression. Yes. So, you're going to see how that stage changes throughout their mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. And it's will help you understand where they are and what they can still do. Yes. Which is a, a huge benefit. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I think as hard as it is to listen to, it's also good to know what's ahead.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that you can plan yeah. as to what's coming down the road. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Thank and you. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can, you know, comment uh, on YouTube or you can send us an email at info at pineseducation.org and we'll do our best to respond and, and possibly address it too. And, and Absolutely. Show, and, uh, right. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We thank hope you for coming. You back. Yes. Thank you, Joanne. You're and, welcome. Uh, have a great week. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye.